It's the S&M Experience with the S&M Experience. Hey everybody, welcome to the S&M Experience with the S&M Experience. It's October! Brr, feel that chill in the air. Ooh. Oh, the spooky season's just around the corner. It's already here, I guess. The spooky day is just around the corner. Ooh. That's getting spooky. Who's Matt? Matthew Miner. He's my uh, one of my co-hosts here. My other co-host is my other good friend, Louise Chonky Gravy. Oh, hey. And I'm Stephen T. Holmes. I don't know if I said that. Hi. We're going to have some fun today. And what's more fun than helping out one of our listeners who has a problem? We have a question here from a listener. Dirk McGurk in Nantucket. Dirk writes, I need fashion tips. I'm crushing on this girl, Linda Smugs, and I overheard her complain about cargo pants, but all I own is cargo pants. I don't even own a shirt. I just wear cargo pants on my arms. The extra pockets come in handy. I know you guys are stylish. Please help. We are stylish. Mm -hmm. Matt, right now, you're rocking a lot of fringe. I'd say Griffith is 80% fringe. I'm up with the fringe. And Louise, so this guy just wears cargo pants. You just wear chaps. They're the best. Very airy. Very airy for your dairy airy. Very <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's good. Chaps, you need a new catchphrase? You just got it. Here's, a, here's what I'm going to suggest. You know, she, she says she doesn't like cargo pants, but if it's just the pant, I think what you can do is take all the pockets off of your cargo pants and just put those onto other other pants, even shirts, even underwear, even socks. Uh, women's fashion notoriously does not have is pockets. Mm-hmm. And what's going to be more handy than an outfit that's just all pockets? I'm into this idea, too. So I would say you got to put some stuff in these pockets that's going to really impress her. Things like chocolate bars you can just bust out gummy candies at all times what you need a vitamin you got a vitamin you're like a human swiss army knife of items good old hard cash scratched lotto tickets you just like (laughs) you're like a vending machine of fun some wine in one pocket yeah you're great Mm -hmm. you're good and this sounds expensive but with all those scratch tickets you're bound to win so you're gonna pay it all back yeah Yeah. even if half your pockets are only filled with scratch tickets you're gonna make bank that's how the lottery works you buy enough tickets you're gonna win big yeah the more tickets you buy the more money you're gonna make but also like gift cards you know like put in some gift cards who doesn't want to have like a swish la gift card come out of one of those pockets that's great why stop at a gift card why not just have a whole rotisserie swish la chicken in your Mm -hmm. pants pocket i mean you could also look to vary your outfit fashion is all about variations right so he's gone full pants but you know what else has pockets like fishing vests you could go shirtless and just wear a fishing vest and show like you're all resourceful all the time. You need a granola bar, you got it. You need a lighter, you got it. You need a pair of sneakers, those are probably in there too. You He's know what got is it. more handy or more trendy right now than pockets, but is still very useful? Fanny packs. A whole lift fit, like a jumpsuit, all fanny packs. So here's a philosophical question. They are trendy. Is a fanny pack simply the belt version of cargo shorts? Hmm. Are they the same family? I think they're definitely the same family. I think somewhere along the way on that family tree, they, the branch split. 
Alright, this is not what he's asking for, but I think I see an opportunity for us to invent some new fashion items in the genus of pocket. Shoes. Do you have I mean, shoes that have pockets? I don't, but if there was some, I would buy them. Some could this. argue that shoes are just pockets for your feet. That's true. You got me. You got me real good. Yeah, I fucking owned your ass. <laughs> Also, this really makes me question, was Linda Smugs complaining about cargo shorts, or was she complaining that she didn't have cargo shorts? Hmm. That's a great option. Just gift her her own pants of cargo pants. Wait, does, I, did I, I, he say that she was complaining? It says, I overheard her complaining about cargo pants. Oh. And if Maybe she doesn't she have was... them... That's mm-hmm. probably why she's complaining. Dirk, you've got some great options here. I think maybe deep down, you just need to have a conversation with Linda. You guys need to delve into a conversation pocket. And I think a great way to broach that is be like, hey, do I lift home? Hop in a pocket. You know, it's a great dish to have this talk over. Hot pockets. You know, it's a great game to play while we're discussing this. Pocket mm. monsters, also known as Pokemon. <laughs> Is that, a, is that a name for them? Yeah, Pocket Monsters. Yeah. Yeah, Pokemon. It's an abbreviation. Not abbreviation. Okay, Jen, it wasn't Wait. a good joke, but I'm definitely what? correct on this one. They were definitely, yeah, Pocket Monsters. Pokemon is like way a, more got fun it, to got say. Got it, got it. Okay, I'm, I'm Also, like how a Poke Bowl is a Pocket Bowl. Yeah. Did I even say that right? You absolutely did. All right, we think we got some great advice for you there, Dirk McGurk. Thank you for writing to us. If you have a question you'd like answered, you got a problem, write us and we'll answer your question on an episode. Which brings us to today's theme. Something you might find in the wrong pockets, ghouls and goblins. Ooh. Spooky. It's time for a sketch. It's time for a sketch. Oh, yeah. Exterior. High school courtyard day. Johnny and Rob sit outside the school chatting. A frazzled Heather joins them. Whoa, someone's running behind this morning. I know. I barely slept. I keep having these horrible dreams. Johnny and Rob exchange a glance. Heather notices. What is it? Nothing. Nothing. What sort of dreams? Oh, they're terrible. They feel so real. There's always this man in them. This horrible man chasing me and taunting me. His face is all like... Scarred? Yeah, how did you know? I think I've seen them too. Oh my god. They feel real. The dreams, I mean. I'll step outside my house and I see him. Next thing I know, I'll be in a basement. His basement? Yeah. It's so dark. It's like he's all around you. And it's really hot. You've had the dreams too? Yeah. I don't... I don't remember it being hot. It's always sweltering in mine. I have to peel away my shirt. I think that's what he wants. He makes me lift my arms to air up my pits. I try not to. He likes it. He always licks his lips and says he likes my big, beefy pits. Heather and Johnny look at each other. Uh, yeah, I I haven't seen that. Me neither. Are you sure it's the same dream as ours? Yeah. You said he has a scarred face. Yeah. And he has this, this old hat. Like a fedora. And this, like, ratty striped sweater. Yeah. And over that sweater, he has one of those novelty t-shirts that you find in, like, a convenience store that says FBI, but the FBI stands for Federal Beefy Pit Inspector? No. That's definitely not something the guy in my dreams has. Are you guys sure? I mean, that does sound like him, but not the pit stuff. But it has to be the same guy. This can't be a coincidence. He's got this scratchy voice. He taunts me with it. He says things and, like, points out my flaws. And he makes all kinds of puns. Yeah, like, 
Time for a pit stop and make it beefy. No. I hope this beefy pit is bottomless. No. Did Brad put on some weight? Because this pit is looking beefy. Moneyball! Are you fucking with us? No, I'm not. Guys, you have to believe me. It's the same. He's, he's scarred, and he wears a hat, and a sweater, and he has these hands. Like a glove. But they're made of knives. Uh, and he keeps saying, get those beefy pits over here. Daddy's ready to trim, trim, trim. What? He wants to trim my beefy pit hair. Like, he wants them real slick because Daddy wants to make those moist beefy pits squeak like a chew toy. That definitely did not happen in my dream. But he doesn't throw away the hair. Like, he keeps it in these large garbage bags. You know, the see-through ones that people rake leaves into. He's got a whole garage full of them. Maybe you just don't remember that part. That seems like something I'd remember. And sometimes he puts the hair on and pretends it's his hair and gets self-conscious if you say it doesn't look real. So you have to pretend it does look real and that it looks good, like Fabio good. And then he'll smile. Oh, that smile. That, I know. That creepy smile. I can see it so vividly. He lights up when he talks about his beefy pit hair collection. You can tell he's proud of it. He showed me this trophy from the fall fair where he won number one beefy pit hair collection and got to shake the mayor's hand. This definitely isn't the same dream. Absolutely not. It is! Sometimes you're not even aware you're dreaming. It feels... it feels like... It feels like you're still awake. And you don't even realize you're dreaming until you look down. And your beefy pits are oozing beefy pit stew, just absolutely drenched in meaty pit gravy. Oh, gross. You know, he'd love your pits, Johnny. What? They're real beefy. Exactly the kind he likes. No, they're not. I have skinny pits. Rob stares intently at Johnny's pits. Yeah, they are. Johnny looks down at his pits. They're drenched. Rob licks his lips. Smells like a slow-cooked beef-burning yawn. Rob, what the hell? Close up Rob's hand, which extends to show Blaze. His face suddenly looks scarred. A song by Pitbull plays. Yeah, Pitbull, get it? Mr. Worldwide, Mr. 305, Pitbull, because I like beefy pits? Rob, you're a weird dude. But you have great taste in music. And scene. Wait, what? I forgot how that ended. (laughs) (laughs) What? So the opening of that is uh, how Nightmare on Elm Street works. Yeah, I got that. They all have these shared. (laughs) Yeah, that I got. And then it turns out they're in a dream, and Rob is the Freddy Krueger type guy. But what about Pitbull? What are you telling about Pitbull? Because he likes beefy pits, and his name's Pitbull. But why beefy? (laughs) He doesn't talk about beefy pits. Pitbull. He likes pits. His name's Pitbull. We I should. don't know why it's a bull. What are you talking about? You said a pit bull, like a bull? Like a no, bull Mr. of like stew? No, Mr. Pitbull, the singer. The musician. So wait. Pitbull, Mr. Worldwide. He is Mr. Worldwide. The guy who likes the pits. No, that's that's a Freddy Krueger stand-in. Do you not know who Pitbull is? I know who Pitbull, the musician, <laughs> is. I don't understand the end of the sketch. So he... Well, he turns into Pitbull. What's so confusing here? <laughs> He likes beefy pits. Pitbull's name is Pitbull. I don't understand the Pitbull reference at all. Like, why is he yeah. a pitbull at the end? He's, he's not, he's a, not pit. a pitbull. He just likes the music. 
The music plays. The, song, the music just starts playing. Oh. In the dream. <laughs> it all just became a clear picture. No, it didn't. I don't understand the sketch at all. Uh, it's just that Rob doesn't so much care for Pitbull's music. He just likes that Pitbull's name is, has the word pit in it. Oh. Ah. Oh. Maybe I have to read that again. That's if you enjoyed that sketch, uh, <laughs> this was the first draft of it. But you'll be able to see us perform this live this Friday on our comedy show, Fright Day Night Live. I know Louise so, is looking forward to that sketch. It's going down. <laughs> I'm yelling timber. Get it? Pits! <laughs> Ask the experts. Welcome back, everybody. Every now and then, we like to have an expert on here. We like to interview somebody. We've got a great guest today. Please welcome to the show, Jeffrey Preston Bezos. Uh, Jeffrey, uh, do you prefer Jeff or Jeffrey? Oh, you can call me Jeff. Okay, great, Jeff. Um, well, thanks for being on the show. This you is can a call bit... me the bees. This, so this was you a can me- call me Daddy Long Legs if you want. You do have very long legs. It's also my favorite spider. I, I didn't realize you had a favorite spider. I have a question. Have you ever seen me in a daddy long legs? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think we've all seen them. Aren't they beautiful? Um. Uh-huh. Hmm. A question for you. You recently, you know, took a rocket to space. You had your cowboy hat on, you know. Yeah. Uh, what was it like to design a rocket? Um, it's like everyone's dream come true. And I just wanted to really inspire the whole world. And I think I did. Everyone was just ranting and raving about me riding that slender ship into space. Wow. Okay. And you went from selling books online yeah. to going to Still do. Base. Uh-huh. Uh, can you describe that journey for us a little bit? Um, Yeah. So, I think like most small businesses, I started with hopes and dreams, plus a big old loan from mommy and daddy. And uh, yeah, I stepped on a few toes here and there. Maybe I stepped on a few heads. Daddy Longley's gonna have a big step, you know. <laughs> and hey, people love shopping online. It's easy, you just click a button. Two days later, you get a little surprise in the mail. And what's next? Yeah, I'm going to space. That's the American dream. Okay, well... You want to pick yourself up by your bootstraps, pull yourself up, all of a sudden, you're going to be selling some apples on the side of the road like Johnny Appleseed. Next thing you know, you're blasting off in a big phallus into the moon. All right. Well, okay. Um, You know, a lot of people say you have too much money. I have a little bit of money. Yeah, I have a little bit more money than the average person, sure. A a lot more. You have a significant amount of money. A couple of bucks here or there, maybe. Jeff, how much do you think, you know, regular... How much do you think a gallon of milk might cost? A gallon of milk? I don't know, six, seven hundred? Right, okay. Fifty? Um... How about an apple? What, like, what, you, what, do you you take home, to, what do you take home in a day? If you you take home, to, what, two mil? Oh, boy. If you had to buy an apple, uh, fruit, like fruit. Oh, okay. How, how much do you think one apple might cost? An arm and a leg? In dollars. Well, what's an arm? Like five dollars? All right, we should probably move on. Yeah, uh, let's switch tracks. Um, Hold on, I'm getting a phone call. One second. Okay. Go for Jeffy! 
Yeah, this is Daddy Long Legs. What? What did Elon do? The moon? I thought he was all about Mars. Now he's going for the moon. That's Jeffy's home. I'm going to plant my Daddy Long Legs in the moon. I got my little Daddy Long Leg feet deep in those craters. That little musk, he can fuck right off. Or I'll tear him limb from limb. Yeah, sure. Subway for lunch sounds good. Sorry, what was your question? So, no, who who is that? There are things in motion here, Matthew. That your feeble little mind could not even understand. Oh. Hmm. Oh, my spaceship's here, guys. It's oh, been really nice talking to you. Well, thank you for uh, coming on the show. It's very. This is an unusual one that you told us that you wanted to be on the show. We didn't even ask you, but I appreciate that. You know. Yeah. Hey. I'm just a guy. I'm a regular guy like you guys. I'm just hanging with my bros. I like to hang. Okay, transporter's here. I'm going to beam up in two seconds. Goodbye! All right. Well, that was oh, Jeffrey Bezos. Wow. That was something else. Holy. He's literally beamed up like a transporter. You know, he's actually exactly how I imagined him. Hi, I'm Mitch Major. And I'm Stefan House. And I'm Lois Smooth Salsa. And we are the MS Encounter, a podcast where we answer queries from readers. We do fun skits. We make up stage plays. <laughs> we just interviewed Elon Musk in our last episode. And of course, we've won two Peabodies, a Pulitzer, and half an Emmy. <laughs> 50 million subscribers can't be wrong. Don't settle for any lesser podcast. I smell like cream cheese. What the fuck? Something very, like, familiar about the sound of this yeah. podcast. Have we met like, these people? I feel like I have, but also it's not the kind of people I would be allowed to hang out with. Like, yeah. I'm not in their league. Like, the one guy sounded like me, but, like, wealthier? Wealthy definitely came through in their tone. <clears throat> the one guy, Stefan, he sounded like you, Steve, but yeah. as if he ate caviar a lot. And he graduated from high school. And, like, he didn't just want to be, like, a club promoter when he grew up or something. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Man, I hope I promote a club someday. Huh. I smell like Havarti gone wrong. I thought it sounded pretty good. Yeah. I thought they sounded pretty awesome. or ditch it. Hey, well, it's uh, time to pitch it or ditch it. It's October. It's a little spooky. We're not going to get too spooky, though. But something that may be a little spooky to some people is a killer animal movie. Yeah, movies like Jaws, Orca, Jaws 2, Jaws 3D, Jaws the Revenge, Jaws Goes to Space, Grizzly, I think was one. Anaconda. The Ghost in the Darkness. Yeah, Anaconda. That's a great one. If you want to see John Voight get eaten by a snake and then spit back up, watch Anaconda. So these are all very scary animals. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, there's no surprise when they start eating people. And I feel like mm. that's a black. Like when the Anaconda starts eating people, we're all like, yeah, that was, that was bound to happen. <laughs> so we want the element of surprise. So why mm-hmm. don't we take an animal 
that most people don't associate with a murderous rampage and start there. I'm thinking a donkey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Louise, no? I mean, I, I like where your head's at. Donkey, flamingos. Sloths. Sloths could never. Sloths would be great. There'd be the, I can see the poster where there's somebody's neck and those long yeah. sloth claws are just wrapping around it. You know, in the right conditions, a sloth could be scary. Like, it's got big-ass, like, claws. So what if somebody does experiments on sloths? There's always, like, sometimes if they're doing experiments for some medical reason that yeah. the main character has attached to. Yeah. So maybe there's a man who believes, and the science doesn't have to, you just have to say certain words and it, and it doesn't have to make sense. Yeah, of course. So a scientist whose uh, wife has been in a coma mm-hmm. for 10 years, he believes because sloths are so sloth-like and lazy and don't move much, he believes that he can tap into their genes. He can figure out a way to do a reversal and wake up his wife from this coma. And it's gonna save so many lives. So he's doing experiments on sloths to make them faster. But he has to make the sloths bigger, like in Deep Blue Sea, so they can get more of the matter. So it's a bigger sloth that's more angry and faster. I like that idea a lot. We can have a fun scene where they're like, what did we infect them with? And they're like, rage. Do you remember 28 Days Later? (laughs) Yeah. I like that movie a lot, but that line is so cheesy that it just hurts to hear it. We should do a very similar line. Let's do a quick uh, scene study. I will uh, be the guy, the guy who's been funding this, who shows up to see the progress, and I will ask you that question, and you just, whatever comes to mind. Wow, these are quite the sloths. You like my sloths? Yeah, we have a hundred sloths in this laboratory. What did you do to them to make them so aggressive? We took a mitochondria and we injected it into the cell membrane and we injected that in back into the mitochondria, thus changing the DNA to make them faster, stronger, scarier, etc. It's going to save my wife. She's in coma. What he means is we injected them with helium. (laughs) All right. I think that's a great start for this movie. Now, something sometimes that these movies have is... Uh, an animal that's on the good people's side that's mm-hmm. usually like those animals but maybe hasn't been as affected. Yeah. Like, uh, what's the what's the gremlin? Gizmo. Yeah. yeah, we need like a gizmo sloth who's maybe like some comic relief. Yeah. Maybe it can talk. It's uh, kind of like Ice Age. Yeah, it's, it's John Leguizamo. Yeah. Okay, so maybe the first experiments that the doctor did uh, did not work out because they were not injecting feeling. They tried hydrogen, mm. and all that did was make the sloth talk instead. So he's this one failed experiment that is just kind of his lab buddy now. Let's call him Floss. Oh, I was going to call him Hindenburg. Oh, let's call him Hindenburg. that experiment blew up. Yeah. And it was hydrogen. Yeah, so they need to talk to... Um, <laughs> Hindenburg to understand how sloths work when when they escape and start rampaging and murdering everybody. Mm-hmm. Which is bound to happen. Here's another question. For this, this laboratory, I think, either needs to be in a remote place that nobody is hard to get to, or it's in the middle of, like, a metropolitan city. City. Sydney? City. Australia? City. Oh. Well, can mm. we start them in its own special island, a la King Kong, oh, and then, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. then it makes it to the city? Yeah. Or uh, did that happen in Jurassic Park? Didn't they transport a Tyrannosaurus in one of them to a city or something? The Lost World, yeah. Yeah. Why did they do that? That seems like a bad idea. They, well, that's just what Jurassic Park's about. They were inspired by So why don't we start in the depths of, where did they come from? Costa Rica? Yep. Okay. So we start in the depths of Costa Rica, in the jungle, uh, very secretive, very CIA, FBI, all that stuff. 
uh, very government cover-up-ish. And then they transport Ooh. the sloths to what's the, I think Sydney was mentioned. Why not Sydney? Yeah. How many? Uh, <laughs> so far away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and instead of let's not do the American government for once in our friggin' lives, and the, the Australian, Australian government. government. Yeah. They did it. I do like that, too. There is this uh, government kind of cover-up. So I think maybe the scientist thinks he's doing this for noble reasons. Yeah. But the government's actually maybe has a guy on the inside who's actually trying to make some sort of killing machine. It's a yeah. bioweapon. I'll be the uh, insider at the at the Costa Rica place that you ask about this. Is this a scene where we reveal your intentions? Maybe we find out your intentions? Would that make sense? Ooh, so like the shady guy that I played before who will now have an Australian accent. Yeah. Okay. This is where we, we learn that. What? Yeah. I think we're on. Are we? Louise is confused. He likes pit ball. I'm confused about this new one. <laughs> so you're yeah, you're the the undercover government guy. I don't know. I'm what that the guy. Means. You this is who you said you wanted to be, isn't it? Yeah, but I thought Can it would you, be like in Suicide seen. Squad with that woman at the beginning. That does not narrow anything down. What do you want this scene to be with? <laughs> You know, oh. the one woman from Suicide Squad at the start of the movie. She's cool. She runs the mission. The Amanda runs, Waller? Yeah, she okay. runs the mission. Yeah, we could have a debate with her. So this is back in Australia? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think we're all aligned still. Like This could be the scene where we're questioning you. For the origin of the sloths. Yeah, like why are we transporting these sloths to an urban area where it's very dangerous? And, and now okay, we yeah. will all have Australian accents. Yes. Will I? I'm sorry. Am I We're going to try. Well, Matt, I don't want you to do a Costa Rican accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I was, I'm not sure. I think I started. Why don't you be a scientist from, you were German, weren't you? <laughs> I think I, I, I think I ended on German. I don't know where I started. <laughs> maybe you're the guy, maybe this is where you find out that the government has ulterior motives. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And maybe I'll find a way to justify myself having an American accent. Yeah. In the first scene. Uh, what do you mean we are transporting these sloths from the depths of Costa Rica to a large urban area like Sydney? I've always needed them here. Okay. We've just needed them. This but- goes above your pay grade, Doc. That's right. I work with Australia. What? I thought you were, I thought you were American. That's why I trusted you. Everyone trusts Americans. Nope. Oh, I'm not a rich benefactor from America. He's always worked mm. with us. But you can't. These are too dangerous. They are now killing machines. If you take That's them it. into a city, they will murder everybody. This was our whole intent from the very beginning. To murder everybody? Well, not exactly. What happened was we had koalas, okay? We were grooming them to take over the city of Sydney. Hold on, if I may ask you a few questions at this point. Yep. You, the American government, want to take over your own city? We are Australian government. We tried to make koala bears attack the cities. However, the koala bears got too aggressive, blew up. And yes, we want them to attack and take over our own cities so that we can implement... We want a fresh start. We need tourism to go up. And what goes up, what do people associate with Australia? Mad Max. We need to be a Mad Max dystopia. Okay, um, I think I understand. It sounds great. I am all for it. Let's go. Let's do this. You're not just saying that now and you're going to betray us later, are you? No, this sounds like a fun time. 
All right, how does this end? I really want there to be a scene where, like, the giant sloth reaches out really slowly with his sloth hands, and he picks up the part of, like, the opera house. Just, like, takes <laughs> one of the <laughs> opera house parts and uses it as a phone. And I want him to start to just be like, <laughs> they get, do they talk? Only, only uh, Hindenburg could talk, yeah. but it shows so their one, intelligence. Yeah, this one doesn't talk, but we see him pick up the opera house. There's got to be a scene early on where the sloth, where before he's super giant, he's still growing. He's having an experience where he watches somebody talk on the phone and he kind of mimics yes. it. Yes. <laughs> And then we see him do it with the opera house. Could we also have him use has... the opera house as like chips, like chip and dip, because they kind of like chips. Oh, yes. He scoops up just like a crowd of people with it. Oh, that's <laughs> even better. That's even better. He eats so them? Do we... I think so. Oh, shit. So there's maybe this is a couple options for where to go with this. So maybe does this main giant one die? Mm-hmm. But we see after that it laid eggs, kind of like the American Godzilla movie. They oh, yeah. lay eggs for this purpose. Maybe they crossbred them with something else at the beginning, or uh, they kill this one, and everyone's like, "Australia's going to be safe." But then we see maybe uh, Hindenburg had a connection with the sloth too. That's why they brought him along to try to stop it. The last thing we see is Hindenburg pick up a gun, <laughs> and it's like, "Oh no, it's a Planet of the Apes situation." <laughs> So what do you guys think? Pitch it or ditch it? Let's pitch it. Yeah, I'm on the pitch it train. This pitch sounds it. great. Pitch it. Pitch it. <sighs> Hello. Another screenwriter. Hi. I'm yes, a very important executive. I'm important too, but I just don't want to see you today. I I, I understand. I don't want to mm. see myself. Yeah. I know. I'm scum. You're a writer. Yeah. But I have a movie for you. What's big right now? Monsters. Literally. Huge. Mm. Not just in the theater and in the cities, but in the box office. So, Monsters. A lot of times they're big scary things that we expect. Sharks, snakes, Kevin Spacey. a bear. Those are already scary. What's not scary though? What don't you expect it from? A sloth. Cute, cuddly, slow, lethargic, but deep in the jungles of Costa Rica. Ooh, I like that. Uh, a, a German scientist is doing experiments on a sloth to make the sloth bigger, faster, all the things from the Daft Punk song. And he, to do that, he wants to extract the, the result of that and save his wife who's in a coma. By speeding up the sloth, he speeds up the coma, and she'll wake up. However, the Australian government has ulterior motives. They've got a government plant who's trying to also use the sloth because they want to take it to Australia, to Sydney, and he wants that to take over, turning Australia into a literal Mad Max wasteland. So that will bump up tourism because people want to go see that. Oh, was that a pitch? There's a little sloth who was experimented on first. His name's Hindenburg. They implanted uh, hydrogen into him, but it just made him talk. He's a talking. He's going to be very cute. Like, think Baby Yoda, but cuter. What does he do? Uh, Mostly comic relief. Like, maybe there's a scene where he's watching the movie Seven, and... (laughs) 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 And then you find the box. (laughs) And and then... And then he watches David Fincher's next movie, The Game. No. No. <laughs> and then he follows that up with Panic Room. No. And then do you know what he watches after that? No, tell me. Zodiac. <laughs> no. Oh my goodness. How much time are we talking? Well, hold on. 
before we talk numbers, I want to talk to you guys about a very important scene. They stopped the giant sloth. However, it laid eggs. Sloths lay eggs? This sloth does, because they combined its DNA with that of a gila monster. Mm-hmm. Checks mm-hmm. out, checks out. Yeah, we're going to take this one, write it up, uh, we'll give it a treatment, and uh, thanks for your time. Thank you. That's, that's and then, enough. And then he watches The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. <laughs> No! Stop it! Oh, you're kidding me! Oh, this fucking guy! Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Because he was backwards in time! He just backwards! That's gonna do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. This was a fun one, right? Would you watch that movie? I know I would. Hit us up in the comments if you would watch that. Uh, you can find us on, uh, well, YouTube, uh, the SM Experience. We put out new videos every month. Um, you can also find us on Instagram at the SM Experience, on Twitter at the SMEXP, and on Facebook. You can find us on there. Like us on all those. Follow us. You can also listen to our eight-part uh, true crime parody podcast, Corntown. All episodes are up now. You can listen to that on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. You can binge it. But please do it responsibly. Yeah. And, uh, hey, if you had fun today, uh, join us this Friday. We're doing a live show on our YouTube channel. We'll be streaming at 9 o'clock Eastern Time. Uh, it's Fright, Fright Day Night Live. Normally, we do it's, it's Friday Night Live, but this is, it's a, it's a Halloween-themed show, so it's, it's Fright Day Night Live. See, Fright sounds like fry, but it's a spooky in theme, if you will. So it's Fright Day Night Live, not Friday Night Live. Fright Day Night Live. That's 9 p.m. Eastern Time on uh, our YouTube channel. Um, but we've got some yeah live and tape sketches at that. Um, we're also going to have a drag performance by House of Fantasy. That's fun. And uh, some improv some from some friends from Sunny with a Chance of Share. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a really fun time. So you don't want to miss it. Thank you guys. This was this was a fun time. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Louise. Oh gosh, and thank you to Jeff Bezos for stopping by. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. That was. Hey guys, I'm back. Popping in to say hello before you go. You plugging stuff? Go to Amazon and buy anything. Give me a couple more bucks. I need a buck or two. Just a buck or two for Daddy Longlegs.